When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? It's your guy, S. Mac, back again with another episode of TPNB. I got my my uncle with me, Tori. With for y'all who've been waiting on the episode over the past few weeks, you know I had to go back to eighteen hundred. I have no internet over the past few weeks, so that's kind of been a, been a struggle with the podcast and, and how we doing. But you no, know, we're glad to be back. Got Uncle Tori here. What's going on? Yo, what's going on, Shell? What's up, America? Glad to be back. I put the T in the T P and B. Um, I know your internet was out. You over there slumming it back in the slave days, but I do want to give you a shout out. Uh, congratulations on getting into the uh, Hall of Fame, the Indiana Hall of Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, Butler, Butler, yeah, Butler University. Yeah, I had a had a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, me and my team was able to get in the Hall of Fame of Butler University, so was able to go up there. Then my daughter's birthday, so been busy with our internet with young kids. I don't wish that on anybody. That's that's tough right there. No yeah. Disney Plus, none of that. <laughs> well hey man listen it's a, i got tvs everywhere at my house so i know how that feel i will tell you this though i want to give you flowers while you're living my brother listen not a lot of people get to be in anybody's hall of fame you know so i want to give you a huge shout out what y'all did at butler i don't know if they'll do it again hopefully they will while we living but the truth of the matter is your team was special you was a big part of it so i know that was fun you want to talk about what that whole experience was like uh, yeah, and no, I was definitely fun getting back to campus, seeing uh, you no know, all my teammates, you know, going out. You know, everyone got kids, talking about our kids, having a few drinks. Also, getting on the court with the Butler team. Uh, no, they smacked us. I ain't gonna lie. We we don't got it like we used to. Oh, wait, time out. Y'all had the nerve to scrimmage them. We did. You know, I'm the only one that's still playing. Gordon oh, what, was. Did Gordon show up? He showed up late. Well, he didn't. He showed After up to the, the game. He showed up to the ceremony. <laughs> okay. He didn't come. He didn't come the he day before. The ball. Okay. So it was it was me and a you know a whole bunch of coaches, accountants, and all that getting on the court. Ain't touched the ball in three years, and 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 we got smacked. So I think it's a good thing for Butler. You know they kind of been on the down, down slide over the past few years. But like I said, it was great catching up with those guys. I'm gonna have a lot of those guys on on a few episodes coming up, uh, especially Matt Howard, Avery Jukes, Ron Nord, you know Grant Line Decker. Just we're gonna have those guys you know talk about our experience that we had throughout the time. So I got a question. Uh, how many of y'all tear up a hamstring, blow your back out besides you? Because I know you play every day still. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we only have five people. Everybody else was scared to play. There's like, nah. <laughs> Did Nora play? Nora play. Yeah, you okay. know, he's, he's coaching and he's still active every single day. So so okay. he played. Because uh, the night before we had dinner, other guy who played a bullet, Pete, Pete Campbell, uh, he ain't played in like two or three years. He showed up. He tore his Achilles. And I think I oh. showed I think I shot everybody shut down. The game down. <laughs> yeah, they were like, nah, I'm cool on that. <laughs> hey, okay, nobody was just going out there trying to relive the glory days. Let me ask you, did you try to take it to the racket? Did you just take them outside and try to rain threes on them guys? Uh, I had to shoot threes. You know, it's, it's hard playing with college guys. Um, you know, they don't know how to control their body. Like, one guy went up and dunked. 
I was out the way. He still smacked me. I said, man, y'all dangerous <laughs> out here. <laughs> so they won't show it no reverence. Nah, Everybody nah, can get it. Everybody can get it. But overall, it was a great experience. No homecoming. College football kicked off. We ain't got to talk about that. Um, Hold notice. on. I saw you rooting on Alabama. What's going on? You just a front runner these days, dog. When you start messing with the tide, bro? Hey, I like winners. I mean, I, mean, I, <laughs> I love that. I, 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 ever since I got down here to uh, to Atlanta, you know, um, I picked up with Alabama because they play here Chick Fil A ball yeah. every every yeah. year in SEC. So I always go to their game, and I, I like what Nick Saban doing. I like the character everyone has and his whole process. So that's why that's why I'm real tired now, baby. Damn, and, so, and, uh, and it's easy for me to do that. Butler don't have a football team. A FBI. They do have a football team. They, they do. just don't play Division One. Don't yes. do that. Yes. You know they got a football team. Don't y'all play like a ditch out there outside, of, right outside of Hinkle? <laughs> I've been there. You, you've got to have been there. Uh, you call it a ditch. You got, we got a nice <laughs> what little... What you call it? What uh, y'all call it? The pit? Uh, yeah, something like that. A nice little park on the side. They, they get out there and play. America, uh, if you ain't been to Indiana, Indianapolis on the campus of Butler University, you got Hinkle Field House, beautiful institution, museum for basketball. If you're looking at the, the stadium to the right of it, they got a little ditch with a concession stand. I don't even think they got bleachers. Do they got bleachers or everybody sit on the hill? Uh, if you're a student, you sit on the hill. They, they got some <laughs> they bleachers. Got bleachers. Uh, right, when they I got was lights. At, they got lights either, do they? They got lights. When I, when I was a school there, um, it's apartments, right? Like probably 30 <laughs> yards off the field. I sit there and watch the game. Go in the house, get a snack, come back. The patio. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, that's talk. Hey, that's it. That's court side seat. That's that's on the field passes at Butler. But uh, my my boy Steve Strand, living in Jacksonville. Shout out to Steve. His dad was the first front runner I ever seen in my life. They are from Indianapolis, but he was a Patriots fan. I'm like, how can you not root for the Colts? That's when the Colts and the Patriots was was going head up. So how can you not root for the Colts? Being from Indianapolis, it's like man, life too short to be rooting for losers. <laughs> if you shoot, I mean, if they win, I'm rolling with the winner. Whoever he said, I'm I'm rolling with whoever win it. Cause I'm always on top. I said, you know what? That's a good way to live your life. Ah, uh, yeah, that's tough coming from Indy, especially with Peyton, Edgar, and Jane, Marlon Harrison, all those guys. Um, yeah, no, nah, that's tough. Like even with NFL, I don't really have a team. I like players just come the business side of always moving, okay. moving around. Have you um speaking of NFL? Have you had a chance to watch it on any Monday night games with Peyton and Eli? So I, I, I watched the Monday night game, the first Monday night game, but I wasn't paying attention to the broadcast, believe it or not. I had the volume down. I have not been hearing great reviews on my man. I love Peyton. I played with Peyton in college. Great guy. But they're getting some bad reviews from people I know. I don't know what your two cents is on them. Are they good? So they on ESPN too. I don't know if they're good or not. I can't understand what they're talking about. When they're calling out the plays. <laughs> So I can't watch it. It's was, it was frustrating. It was it was cool to see if I was like in that space, knowing plays and all that, it would be cool. But me not knowing anything, it definitely sounded like a foreign language. Well, to your point, I think we watching sports. We we like the element of surprise, right? It's cool when Tony Romo do it because he can talk in a way that an average person can get what he's saying. And he calling the play out too. He's like, all right, look at this by alignment. They're going to do this. And they just think Tony Romo the best. Peyton actually can give you the play and formation and the play call before, before they go out. See, I, I relate to Tony because I play Madden. I know what a halfback draw is. That's what he's going to say. <laughs> Peyton going to come up and going to call it Arizona Wildcat. 
Cougar Bears, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter on three. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? <laughs> well, it take it, it take all the fun out of. I will say to the novice fans, so I'm gonna check it out this Monday. I will say, been happy with the NFL season so far, man. It's been a lot of real good games. <clears throat> um, Lamar looking great. The Chiefs on top. Uh, I don't. I know you getting worked. At, at both of us one on one in our fantasy fantasy football league right now, right? No, no, no. I'm two and zero. Speaking of Lamar. Lamar came through this week for me. Two and zero. Two and zero. You probably saw you saw my percentages, <sighs> and, and you saw I had a ten percent chance of winning. Then Lamar, exactly. I thought you lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then Lamar came through and did his thing, and Derrick Henry. So <laughs> I, I think I know <laughs> some Henry talent. Crazy this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, I fell asleep on the game. He had like ten points, ten fantasy points at halftime. I woke up. He had forty-four. I was like, "That's what I'm talking." <laughs> So oh, yeah. for, the, for y'all don't know, we're in the fantasy football league together. It's my first year playing with them. I'm one and one right now. Felt like I got robbed the first week, but I'm back. I'm back off Schneid, took care of business this weekend. Me and Shell, we'll make sure we do a broadcast when we uh, play head up. And when Rodney get back, we'll let you know how bad I beat those two guys. Uh, yeah, uh, Rodney's a trip on it. I wake up every Monday morning to take the kids to school, and I get a message about 6.50. He cut somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, somebody getting cut off his <laughs> He missed the anybody can get it. <laughs> yeah, anybody can get it. That's, that's, that's 0-2 right there. That's what the, that's what 0-2 look like. This cuts, 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 cuts. <laughs> Maybe we need to trade him for somebody right now. All right. So speaking of uh, football, let's talk about college football. Um, mm. you know, the big thing this year, you know, everybody talking about the NIL deal. Um, a lot of schools have been able to take care of their players. One of those schools that have been able to take care of their players is Florida State. Mm. Each player on their team got about sixty thousand. I can tell. I can tell too. <laughs> so my boy Henry Crockett, uh, Florida State great. He lived around the corner. We watched the first game together when they played Notre Dame. And you know he he a big Florida State guy. His brother Zach Crockett, another Florida State great. They lose a close one to Notre Dame. I thought this man was going to break his TV when they lost to Jacksonville State. And back to the NIL, there's no way in the world Jacksonville State should ever be on the field or stay on the field with Florida State under any circumstances, <laughs> no matter how good or bad they are. Bottom line is, how much is enough, right? I ask people all the time, I want to be rich. They say, hey, I want to be rich, I want to make a lot of money. I'm like, well, how much are you going to make before you stop working? And it's a fair question to ask. Some people, they, I get to 100000 I ain't going to do no more work. That's the most money I've ever seen. To these kids, you're getting $60,000 knowing you've been eating Raymond noodles every day for the last year or two. Why are you going out there and working hard? Oh, uh, yeah. Shoot. If I'm four years, I'm at 240000 I might shirt a year. Give me another six. <laughs> Get this check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All you got to do is stay healthy in that situation right there, right? I, I don't think you, you have to be healthy on that. I think you just own the team, you get it. And that's the problem, I think, is when, like, kids getting money is still is this kind of different from being a professional yeah. or competing at a high level like i want to compete i don't care about how much money i got whatever i'm just competing that's why i respect pros so much and lebron tom brady all those guys they just want to compete but these dudes i don't know on three you know you can't make that acc championship or play for like a bow game i can see them bagging it in and it's we still in september it did it week two Shell, they did in week two and week three. They still getting drug all across the ACC. Disgrace to college football. I love you, crowd, but get your boys together. But let me let me ask you this. So when you when you talk about the respect for the pro players, I'm the same way. 
Uh, I don't know what you think about this, but anybody that can beat the general attrition for, for pro sports, I know football, the average lifespan of a player is about three and a half years. I think it's about the same for basketball too, right? So uh, yeah, I think it's about yeah, three and a half. Yeah, basketball is like, I think football is shorter than basketball. It's like two and a half, three and a half, or three and oh, four, something like that. Okay, so I say that to say, in football, it's hard to get to that second contract. You know, the first con it's never easy to get the first contract, but to get to that second contract and make that through is tough. Now, in football, depending on position you play, some positions are rougher than others. A running back, no matter how hard you work, your shelf life is probably six years where you've seen the best that you can produce just based on the physicality of the game. Quarterbacks, you could probably play as long as you're capable mentally and physically at playing. But in basketball, what position take the most out of you uh, or is every position the same in basketball when it comes down to longevity, not just being a pro? If you can be the, a pro and, and take your job serious and put the work in, but what, what position – just don't last as long as the other ones in the NBA, in your opinion? Uh, it's not like really position, uh, like guard, forward, all that. I would say coming off the bench is kind of the hardest thing to do. Why? Because it's always constantly changing, and your role is always constantly changing. It's not like you're a starter. You have this amount of reps or this amount of time to play. Um, no, majority of them, I started for about 25 games in my career when I got traded to Utah. And that's kind of the best I played because uh, I kind of knew my role. I knew, like, I got some mistakes I could still play. But coming off that bench, you got one mistake, somebody else is coming in. And usually backing up like an all-star or a max type player. It's point guards. I'll say point guards right. might be the hardest position. Um, you know, it's a lot of 6'3 guards around. It's not a lot of seven-footers. So you're seven-foot and can move. You, you kind of always got a chance. So they keep you in the league if you're just big. But you got to be skilled. I wouldn't say that. Right. But you're big with skill. Yes, it's easy. But you could be small with skills and it still might not just be it. So why couldn't it be what type of situation does a guy like Jamal Crawford in and Lou Williams? Were they, I mean, do they just have more defined roles within the team versus just being a six man or Montrez Harrell or somebody like that? Um, yeah, they but they worked for that. You know, they had an opportunity, you know, kind of worked for that for a long time. But also those guys started at some point in their career for a long period of time. Um, and then been on playoff teams and all that. What they did was uh, unbelievable. You know, lose one of my good friends. Hopefully I can get him on the, on the show one day. Um, but what he's done with his career, especially being 6'3 and doing it, is is, is hard. But even with his position and, and uh, <clears throat> Jamal Crawford, it's always changing. That's why, um, you know, Lou one time was on three teams in one year. Because yeah. because he's, he's six man coming off the bench, you know, if he's a starter, typically it does it doesn't happen. So I, I Alan Iverson, a good friend of mine, I grew up with him. Rodney know him too. They went to the same high school. Is that why it's so tough for a starter like those guys? They're superstars though. A Carmelo, a Bubba Chuck, somebody like that to come from being a superstar to coming off the bench. Do they still they treat them as all role players coming off the bench treated the same, except for the Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford's of the world, Montrez Harrell's of the world. Yeah, pretty much anybody that's in like in a six-man run of the year is kind of treated the same. Uh, I think that's why Montrell's kind of struggled this past year with the Lakers. Now you used to coming off the bench. Most of the time with, with those guys, the person they coming in, they should be starting, but they just come on a road coming off the bench. So Montreal uh, is always coming off the bench. But when he come here and mess up, AD's sitting there waiting. Usually you don't have an AD 
or like a, a Marcus Saul type player sitting there, someone who's been a starter, got more experience, you know, all-star games and all that, that's sitting there waiting on you. But for like the average person, you know, me, I backed up John, I backed up Mike Conley, I backed up Jeff T when he was an all-star. So it's, it's kind of different and difficult. Uh, you no, know, I have one turnover. Jeff at the table. Er, come here, player. You come on out. Yeah. But so Rodney Bones was the coach, is what you're saying? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> so, so, you know, some situations, you know, when I was in Atlanta with, with Jeff, Coach Bubba let me play through it. And he was able to let me play through it. I was able to to get better and able to earn myself a second contract. But most time, people don't get that kind of leeway. You got to build it up. <clears throat> build it up. So I got a theory for guys in the NBA. And I ain't never played in the NBA America, but I have a strong theory on quarterbacks with dreads and dudes in the league with dreads. It's hard as hell to play with dreads in the league. It ain't but like two of them in the league and three of them in the league, right? Montrez, one of them. It was another guy, uh, uh, Kiki, uh, Nene, he had dreads. Yeah, Nene played for him. I said Kiki, yeah. Nene. Yeah, my bad. I, 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 play, I play with Nene. Good yeah, dude. Nene had dreads. Man, how hard it is out there to play with dreads? I know them dudes sweating like a polecat out there. And why don't you see more dudes in the NBA with dreads playing? Don't make it to the NBA. Uh, I think it just wasn't a wave. You're going to start seeing it now. You probably turn on TV now and see people. You think people out. have dreads? I ain't talking about just a big afro that's knotted up. I'm talking about full-fledged. I got to put my joint in a ponytail to get this thing together. Yeah, I think people starting starting to tap back in to their natural self. You're going to see the wave come back. Uh, but I don't know. It's a good question. It might be the image thing or whatever. Um, Damari Curl, one of my teammates, he had dreads. Okay, uh, he had uh, – uh, yeah, uh, who's the shooter – in Phoenix, uh, um, it was in Phoenix and Miami, uh, too. I like a lot. Yeah, proud, exactly, proud of yeah. that dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have three of them, man. There are three or four tops. And let tell me the last quarterback in the NFL with dreads. I don't know. Like, well, a lot of people don't realize when me growing my hair out <laughs> right now, it's 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 hard to grow your hair out. Have it? You have this one. I well, think those guys have this. Your head don't grow no more. Your head don't grow no more, Shell. <laughs> nah, I, you try I, to you try I, to make it work. You doing everything you can. You putting that but natural grow, neutral growing in and everything. Nah, I'm trying what to make sure. In your hair? I'm trying to make sure I ain't looking like my dad. And his hairline, he kept getting them haircuts. His hairline didn't grow no more, so that's why I'm just growing mine out right now. But but it's it's hard. It's hard to, to well, play with my that. Uncle he, Eddie in that same in that same boat. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Uncle Eddie. His, his hairline starting his back pocket. <laughs> he ain't letting them dreads go. Uh, this man grayed up, locked up. I'm like, come on, man. Hey, that's just, the, just let it go, dog. Where he at? He in Florida or Virginia? He in Virginia. He in Virginia. Most and shout out to Uncle Letty. He gonna fight me probably if you ever listen to this. But I'm here for it. I'm not bigger than Uncle Eddie now. But hey, your dreads is towed down, brother. Let it go, man. I uh, got you, got you. So we had some albums come out too over the time. You know, we we, we some music heads. Love what, it. What do you think about the Drake album and Kanye album? I know we touched on it a little bit. You know, you got some more time to reflect. What do you think about it? So listen, I like them both. I like them both. Listen, so my first take on the Drake album, tough album. I like Drake. Uh, a lot of people of my age be hating on Drake, but Drake has been the best rapper we done had out here, man, for what, the last 10, 12 years. Certified lover boy, solid project. Best cut on there is Hover, him and Jay-Z. I think there's no industry friends is the name of the song. However, the biggest thing I took away with that was, first of all, Jay-Z was on Kanye album and Drake's album, which is interesting because they was both taking shots at each other. But I don't know if you caught how Drake, not Drake, but uh, Jay-Z came at Dame Dash on that song, man. Dope, verse of the year to me. Verse of the year to me. 
yeah, super yeah. hot verse and Kanye. I'm still tripping. I know he had a Donna's a gospel album, tribute to his mom. Shout out to Ye. I know you heard it live. Did they play the Andre 3000 verse at the stadium? I've, I've heard it the same time everybody has heard it on Twitter. I didn't know. Yes, they did not play that at all. What you, first of all, I thought it was, I don't think you could put it on the album because it was gospel album. I think Andre 3000 made some, you know, references either cursing or, or made some uh, allude references to, you know, Justin verse. But man, that was a hot verse. And Kanye cut his butt off and got to rapping real quick. I thought Kanye performed well on that song. Um, however, he got to give us a deluxe or something with that 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 Andre Three Stacks verse on that man, kill him. Yeah, he gave us the uh, a deluxe. Cause the first time I went to the show, I didn't hear the baby, but then the okay. second, the second one, the baby uh, on jail, he took Jay. So the second show, he took Jay Z off and threw the baby on there. And a lot of people was mad, but I can't yeah. front. The baby came through it and, and did his thing on that song. Shout out to the baby too, because to me, the baby always got the same flow. He went crazy on that song, in my opinion. So shout out to the baby. I just look Kanye to me. Um, I like the album, not my favorite Kanye album, but I think what he was trying to do here, Shelvin, was make this a piece of artwork, not just a musical listen, right? That's why he was doing all the, I think we're going to see something else with Donda by way of being an NFT or something like that and try to make it a piece of artwork. But I like the album. Um, I like both of the albums. I like Drake's album better for whatever it's worth, but they're two different pieces of work. Um, and I like what Drake did, man. Which one was your favorite of the two? Um, I like I like Donna. I can mess with Donna with the kids. There's no cussing. Uh, no Zuri's talking about Jesus loves me. Walk around saying that. So that's great. But the thing that's that's making me mad, me and my prayers and stuff. Everybody acting like they not messing with Nas's album, King Disease Two, or they acting like J Cole didn't drop this year. This is J Cole had the best album out of all of them this year. Let's start there. Um, dope album. I think the production on Cole's album is better than both of those albums that came out. The rapping on both albums. Lil Baby crushed it on Cole's album, killing it. Another shout out to Atlanta. Uh, Nas, so Nas, King's Disease 2 was a whole vibe. He brought Lauren Hill back to me, song of the year. Um, but I like King's Disease. King's Disease won a Grammy, then he followed it up with King's Disease 2. Nas is showing you what it can be. Now, Hove, I don't know if he'll ever give us another album. He might do another throne with Kanye, which I think is coming, by the way. I think it's coming, by the way. We need but, it. Hey, dope album. Well, well, dope. Those two are dope together. And I think we're going to see that in 2022, if you want my honest opinion. But Cole got the album of the year so far to me. I, I don't even know if it's close. Nah, nah not from what, I, what I've heard. Um, I heard. You like so Nas, you, would you put Nas in the top three albums of the year? Oh yeah, I like Nas. I honestly like Nas. I rather listen to Nas album more than Drake. That Nas album, whole vibe, man. But I'm also, I'm also on my Afro Beats, like Wiz Kid album. Then that thing. You like the whole album? We got the song of the summer. He got the song of the summer. I like the whole album when I'm just sitting out here by the pool with the family. I just let it play. It's just a, it's just a vibe. I don't know what it is, but I'm starting to get into my Afro Beats. You know, shout out to him and, you know, Burner Boy. You know, they're like two of my favorite artists out right now. So let me tell you something. I was in Atlanta last week. I'm sorry I missed you. But I was in the A. Uh, shout out to Patio Cigar Bar out there in Smyrna. 
But when they put that Burner Boy, and Burner Boy is one of my favorite songs too, by the way. That Ye song is everything. And the whole Afrobeat's moving is dope. Uh, yeah. But that song will shut the club down when that thing come on. Kid is easily the song of the summer. The album is dope. But the album has been out for a while. But once, once, once that you don't need nobody hit, my question to you is, have you heard the remix with Justin Bieber? And yeah. is he culture vulture and on that? Do you like the song? Is it hot? Is it dope? What's your two cents on that? Yeah, yeah. Justin, you know, uh, you got some roots down here in Atlanta. Grew up down here. And you actually listen to his album. You know, I ain't no Justin Bieber fan like that, but his album. Yeah, you all don't lie. Hey, 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 America. <laughs> Shove and love Justin Bieber. Tell the truth, bro. Uh, his don't album. I was in Blame Greece. it on the kids. I was in Greece just trying different stuff out. You know, I couldn't turn on the radio. I didn't know what they was talking about. So all right. Got on Apple Music. His album is nice too. I don't know if it came out this year or last year. Hey, America, I'm gonna tell y'all how Shelvin Mack out here lying. When he was in Greece, so Shelvin, believe it or not, turned me on a little dirt. Okay, his his favorite rapper of all time. I'm convinced of it. Well, him and probably Jack Harlow <laughs> was super nah. dope, super dope. But I was sitting in Shell, a whole bunch of trap music out there in Greece. I think he was just knee deep in the Justin Bieber. They want to hear it. Facts are not facts. That's not facts. Lil Dirk is my Lying guy. Lying dog. Come on, man. You ain't listening to none of that when you was out there in Greece, bro. Uh, I, I was on it. I was trying to, you know, I like to tap in with the culture out there. Some stuff I got, some stuff I didn't. But, you know, uh, no, the car What's I the music had... vibe like out there, though? Like, so if you in Greece, not that you was out, but if you in Greece, do they got a radio station? Like, are you vibing in your own curated stuff? I was vibing my own stuff. I I couldn't turn it on. And like I couldn't like it was on lockdown. So I couldn't go out there and, and get the vibe and the feel. When I went for my honeymoon, I don't know what kind of music it is. Uh it might be house music, but you no, know, I, I was kind of feeling it as I'm getting older. You now I'm trying to get out of the little dirt to little babies. You know, it's what? it's hard. It's hard say, to, say it for the people in the back. I'm trying to get out of little dirt and little babies. It's hard, kids. Yeah, it's hard for me to <laughs> drop Zion off at school in the morning at 8.30. I got the little dirt blast. I'm trying to chill out on all of that. Matt got me on the dirt. And I'm glad you did, though, because I messed with dirt heavy. I think dirt can really flow, man. And I thought him and uh, Lil Baby actually had a great album this year, too, man. The oh, Voice yeah. and the Hero. Another good album this year. I know it ain't just come out, but really solid uh, effort, I think, by both of them. Uh, and DJ Khaled, which I was disappointed with, by the way. Uh, that was whack. Yeah, he, 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 you know, he does what he does. He hype us all up and think of what it is. So, but speaking of all that, was you, did you get a chance to tune into the verses last week? Of course. Which one? Uh, ja and Fat Joe? Ja and Fat Joe. What do you think? Ja Rule washed Joey Crack, man. And listen, I'm a big Fat Joe fan. I love the way Fat Joe opened the show with Flo Joe. I got in, that was his first single. I was in high school when Flojo came out and was, took that to college with me. Fat Joe was one of my all-time favorite rappers. That said, everybody know Ja got hits. But these verses, I'm telling you, I felt like Ja performed his butt off. And the winner of that whole verses was Ashanti. Little Mo came in a close second. Yeah. They shut the thing down. And, and Remy might have been third because Remy came out there and did a heck of a job. The verses was great. I thought Ja washed him. I thought Ja washed him. And I like how they finished it. And my man Jada came out and blessed us all again. On uh, New yeah. York. So what was your two cents on the, on the verses? No, nah, the same thing. Uh, I, I know Ja Rule. That's kind of like my teenage years coming up. So like, I know all the songs when he was like, it's my throwaway. Like, I know all them songs. <laughs> ja, ja, ja to me, I was sitting there talking. Ja was Drake before Drake. 100%. Yeah, doing all the singing and all that, but had nothing but hits. 
before he started singing, he had dope music. He was like a, a DMX-like type rapper. Because I don't know if you know him, DMX, Ja DMX, and Jay-Z had a group. There was Murder, Inc. They never came out. They had one song together, Murdergram, which Ja played, which was super dope. But they were supposed to do more after that, but it never really happened. But Murder, Inc. was Jay-Z, DMX, and Ja Rule. And I just got to say, hip-hop won. These last two versus battles been everything to me. Uh, the Locks and Dipset, the Locks put on a master class. I love the Locks. They're my favorite group of all time. But Ja Rule and Fat Joe did a heck of a job. I like what they're doing right now with Versus. Yeah, I know I'm lined up next, but I'm with it. Now nah, I like it. Hopefully, I, I want to see No Limit versus Cash Money. That's what, I, that's what I'm hoping to see. <sighs> Be a good battle. Okay, be a good battle. Here's my only thing. No Limit got hits. No two ways about it. I think Cash Money will probably wash No Limit. I don't know, because if you pull them from Mystical, Master P, I mean, Silk the Shock has got one song, but you can put Snoop. So you can put Snoop stuff in No Limit's catalog. Yeah. But I don't know. Somebody got to stand next to Ha when Juvie get on there. and, and do, Somebody got to stand across from that and do something with that song, man. Uh, now, I don't know if No Limit got nothing for that. Ah, uh, we know Limit Soldiers. I thought I told, I told you. I told you. <laughs> I got something for that. Well, you know they're talking about uh, uh, Diddy and JD. They on they on the gram right now, going back and forth about a versus. I, I I would like the matchup. I I don't know if that's the right matchup for JD. In my opinion, no disrespect to JD because he got hits and he wrote a lot of songs. Yeah, Diddy didn't write nothing, but Diddy got his hands. <laughs> He, he can pull from he ain't write nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he halfway executive produced, but but Diddy can pull from Jodeci. He can pull from Mary J. All the Biggie stuff, Craig Mack, uh, 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 Black Rob. He can hit you with the woe. It's so much Diddy can pull from. I would like to see Diddy and Drake go head to head, but for the culture, I don't have a problem with JD and Diddy going to it. Yeah, if 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 uh Diddy and Dr. Dre go, they they both can't. You gotta have a like a rule. We don't want to hear no Tupac or Biggie songs. Like Why we not? just know, we just know what that is. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't you can't go either way. Whenever they they both do a song, who don't want to hear who shot you versus hit him up? I mean, that, that, that you ugh, you know, know it's coming. So who won? Who won that battle? There? Who won that song? That's what I'm saying. It's just a wasted round. I feel you. I feel you. I think for the culture, because you got East Coast, you'll bring the whole East Coast, West Coast thing back, man. Um, and, and I think the difference is Diddy can pull from R&B stuff. Well, Dre ain't really got that. He did some R&B produced stuff. But if Diddy got in his R&B bag, that's what him and JD kind of get real interesting, right? Because they both got R&B. Uh, Diddy can pull from Escape, Mariah. Diddy can get with Mariah. But he got so many R&B, especially the Mary J, man. It'll be it'll be a tough day for JD in my opinion. Oh, yeah, if you want to see like a a good versus that wasn't like a production like on Apple Music and all that, you can watch Sean Garrett versus The Dream. Oh, great versus uh, America. Yeah. If y'all ain't seen that, that was one of the dopest verses. That was early on in the verses. It was. It that was. was a songwriter. Sean Garrett, one of the best writers we've ever seen. Yeah, him, him and what's name, and then another one. If, if y'all got some free time, y'all want to get hyped or whatever, and, and somebody put on a show. Was Lil John and T Pain? Great verses. That, that was number crunk music. Yeah, that was that was that was, that was good. Cause they played they they played they pop hip hop like you got a club song, I got a club song. We're like they went back and forth. 
Lil John pulled out some stuff I didn't even know he had in the basket. I didn't know that he produced some of these songs that we love and Lil John brought it. But Atlanta, their production and their artistry over the past 20 years have been dope. I don't know who could see Outkast in a versus. I mean, maybe Wu-Tang, you know what I mean? If you were to do a versus with Outkast, I only think you could probably put Wu-Tang in the ring with them, in my opinion. But Outkast might outlast them, man. They got a lot of hits. I had an argument with my boy uh, in Atlanta when I was down there. I'm of the opinion that Equimini is a better piece of work, a better album than Southern Playlisted. Your two cents on that. Do you, you, you old enough remember what any of that uh, music, man? No, I, oh, I know God. some of it, but I, I can't give you no two cents on any of that. America. You <laughs> have me being a trending topic talking crazy, I heard. I, I, can't, I can't give you nothing on that. Southern Playalistic was hot when that, you was outside. When, that's when you was down here at Freak Nick. You know, they stopped exactly. doing that, they stopped that 20, 30 years ago. I don't know nothing Listen, about that. Hey, if you, if you weren't there for Freak Nick, that's your loss. That was one of the best weekends in the history of my life, along with Memorial Day in Miami, before they got to killing people out there and fighting all crazy. But right. Versus has been great. It's been awesome for the summer. I'm curious to see what's going to happen uh, for the end of the year with Versus, but I'm liking what they're doing. Uh, I like the, the way Triller is producing it. Like I watch it on the, the fight app now, not on Instagram, because that's production is way better. Everybody in the same room together. Uh, I thought it was pretty dope. Yeah, no, I like I it, it pretty dope. Especially like the time we in, you know, need some uplifting, you know, take us back to the good times. You no, know, we, you know, we getting back towards that. But there's you no know, reminiscing about, you know, when some of them songs coming on, I can remember why I was there, why I was here or there. It just gave me a different vibe and different feel. Well, it's dope for the verses for me, uh, especially when, well, lately now, when the locks was the first time we had a versus party. The locks and Dipset came on, we had a group of folks, we got dressed and ready, had the drinks flowing and just partied the entire time. Even from the beginning, Tech Nine, uh, Technician the DJ is the best versus DJ ever. Let's let's put him in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, he, he be killed killing it. it. <laughs> he be killing it. And the same thing with the Ja and, and Fat Joe. Uh, battle. So uh, I will say another battle, America, if y'all ain't see it, that Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown battle on Versus was super dope. But that's for some, you know, people over the age of 30 or 35 that want to get in some real new Jack Swing nah, and watch I, two legends I, go get it. I'm 31. That's, that's for people over 40. He ain't trying to say his age. He ain't trying to let y'all know his age. Nah. That's somebody over 40 <laughs> music right so, there. I gotta, I gotta give Mac, I gotta, I gotta send Mac some music out, man. Uh, but I will say, when I was in Atlanta this weekend, shout out to your man, John Carlo. That dude dope, man. That dude dope. Is he, he's from Lexington, right? Um, he's um, from Louisville. He's from um, Louisville. Yeah, that's one of my friends. Um, no, it's it great to see his growth. My guy, KY, you know, um, was putting me on to him early on. You know, they got a bond, a strict. I'm going to get KY on her one day to kind of tell his story with the music, being from Kentucky. One of the best engineers out. But Jack, Jack's on a whole nother wave. Um, yesterday came out, I think he's number five on Spotify, most listeners. And like, you'll, you'll be surprised. Yeah, it's like Drake at like 64. And I say Jack is like at 55. It's like the half him monthly listeners. To have him up there and see his grind is like nothing but love. I know they're on tour right now. Um, no, we may be able to get him in at some point in time over the next six to eight months he out here getting his money he making up all that quarantine money he lost 
<laughs> I ain't mad at him. A lot of people are. And if you ain't on the Jack Harlow, get on him. He got everybody on his album. He got the cheat code on there, Chris Brown, who make everybody. He like hot sauce. If you put him on your record, your joint going to be hot. That said, Jack Harlow, Hot All By Himself. Super dope album. Cop that if you haven't. I listen to Jack Harlow almost every day, man. Super dope cat. Oh, uh, yeah. Now nah, he's real talented. All right. Before we wrap this up, we early in the football season. I was talking about earlier. I need your Super Bowl prediction. Man. So, NFL's been interesting this year, Mac. I, I've always I, I, felt. And I know, but, I know it's, I know it's, it's, we only in week, we're going on to week three now. So, we're going to get, we're going to get your, your, uh, your thinking game plan now, and then we're going to retouch it in a few more weeks. So here's the truth of the matter. Unlike the NBA, NBA, you know, it's only about four teams that really have a shot at winning it every year, no matter what, period. I don't care what it is. The NFL has more parity. They're set up to have more parity in the league every single year. That said, the Kansas City chefs are so good they're going to be tough to beat against anybody when it comes to – they're going to make the playoffs. They you, deep, hold on. You call them the Kansas City what? They're the chefs, baby. They and, and don't let nobody tell you no different. They out there cooking it up on they're the field. They're cooking, man. They're cooking. <laughs> <laughs> they got the speed merchant of Tyreek Hill, who's, who's an automatic uh, in your fantasy league if you ain't got him, same as Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. But they got a good running game, solid defense, super-duper well-coached, especially as long as Eric Bieniemy there. Get that man a head coaching job somewhere. But Kansas City, is uh, they just loaded, man. They're really tough. They're a really good team. I like them coming out of the AFC. However, Baltimore has an X factor with Lamar Jackson. If they can keep that guy healthy, they'll be tough. I like them in the AFC championship game with Kansas City going to the Super Bowl. And the NFC, I think it's kind of wide open out there right now. You know, when you look at the NFC, I wouldn't be surprised if a team, I know they don't look like it right now, but New Orleans with Jameis Winston, they're going to get things figured out. Michael Thomas get back. They're gonna have a high-powered offense, decent on defense. I need I need a few more games of Jamie Winston. He threw a he threw a left-hand pass the other day. Hey man, he threw five touchdowns first game, and he threw four picks last game. I ain't trying to hate on hey, man. him, man. That's you. That's you gonna get with Jameis, man. Hey man, when, when he threw a left hand, he playing Dino Man. You know, he playing the backyard. He ain't trying to get. Come on, man. That ain't what we doing out here. But the Saint the Saints is tough. So you not you not on the Tampa Bay. Returning 22 starters, you're not, you're not feeling that? So I like Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay a lot. I, I just don't think they'll automatic lock. The NFC, a little bit more wide open. Tampa Bay would probably be my favorite if I had to go. But Green Bay is going to be there at the end of the season, in my opinion, uh, pr- provided the locker room's healthy, especially with all the stuff. We noticed Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay. He ain't coming back. They got players um if their mind is in the game they might be tough to beat especially if you got to go to lambeau field in the playoffs and got to get a win out there so uh i like tampa bay i like green bay the nfc is a little wide open but if i had to pick one i guess i'd get your rematch in the super bowl with kansas city playing tampa bay and kansas city bringing home the lombardi trophy this year what's your two cents on nfl all right so to me the nfc is on lock it looked like it looked like Tampa returning two and two starters is 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 this crazy? Health is wealth, man. Yes, they, they they defensively they're they're strong as all get out. Offense, I worry about them. They don't have a strong running game. 
Uh, they got a great receiving core, probably best receiving core in football. They got an old quarterback, and, and America don't bash me. I, I don't hate on Tom Brady. But Tom Brady is going to have a decent year, not a great year. You just got to get to the playoffs to see if he can get you through there. But let's keep it real, son. When they beat Green Bay last year in the NFC Championship game, it won't because Tom Brady went crazy. He yeah. threw three picks that game. Green Bay lost that game. Tampa Bay didn't win it. So I'm curious to see. Tampa Bay is going to have a, a tougher road to hold to get there. But if I had to pick somebody right now, I'd probably go with Tampa Bay. But it's going to be wide open in the NFC. I'm curious to see what happens out there. But only I think you got Green Bay. You got Tampa, and and, and I, New Orleans is gonna be my dark horse. See, my Shout dark horse, my dark horse would be the be the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Why? Whenever you have a quarterback that's that's multidimensional, is is this you can't you can't. That's why the Ravens is so good. Like you can't name nobody else on the Ravens. It's just that he can make something happen out of nothing. And I think when you come to the playoff those kind of players are like, will win games. It ain't the coaching scheme and all that is players make the plays. So in the AFC, why I say it's tough, you got Buffalo, you got Baltimore, you got the Steelers, no big man. He on his last leg. I don't think he going to go out like that. He, he on his last leg for real. They, they fighting in the stands, yeah. But I anyway, know. go ahead. We know that. <laughs> and then the Raiders and Chiefs. That is who. I'm on the Raiders fan. I think John Gruden got something special going out there in Vegas. They got a flawed quarterback, my brother. Derek Carr will not get you to the promised land. And they loaded on offense. They look if they're healthy. Josh Jacobs back hurt again. If they healthy. But let me say this uh when you're talking like especially with Kyler Murray uh and Russell Wilson. I love Russell Wilson. I think we've seen the best the Seahawks, Seahawks will be a playoff team. I just don't know if they got the depth to get all the way through the playoffs. Arizona Cardinals are one year away. They, they got some pieces in play. I think they're one year away. Kyler Murray is just getting to, into his bag. And if yeah. you got him in fantasy, you see how dynamic that guy is. Kingsbury going to air it out. I don't know if that defense can get you all the way there, but we're going to see. Uh, Buffalo in the AFC, honest to God, I think they're a sham, man. I think they're solid, but uh, uh, the quarterback. That's fool's gold. I think it's fool's goal. I think the guy, he, he, he's the white James Winston, man. He's a guy that's got all the tools and all the talent. When he's on, he's on. But he makes some terrible decisions a lot of times. Josh Allen, who I'm talking about America. Let him know. Let him know who you're Yeah, talking Josh about. Allen. Because if I will tell you about Josh Allen, he's probably, besides Lamar and, and uh, Kyler Murray, he's probably the most athletic quarterback in the NFL behind those two. If he was black, he'd be playing tight end. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's how athletic that guy is. His decision-making questionable, man. So keep your eye on that. Remember I said this, America. Buffalo, I think you got fool's goal in Josh Allen. He's sometimey hit and miss. Yeah, his contract, they're going to make him good. Put oh. it that way. <laughs> man, they, they played the dude. They paid, they paid Trent. Trent, whatever his name is, a man in, in Minnesota. Uh, uh, Kirk Cousins. With, Kirk Cousins, my bad. He was with he was with the team. I like the Washington football team. That's my squad. And we kept franchising this man, knowing they're going well, he won't franchise quarterback. The economics of the game got him paid. And, yeah, not a big Kirk, Kirk Cousins fan. I and I feel that. the same way about Josh Allen. And I feel you on that. 
uh, but I want to wrap it up. I want to appreciate y'all tuning in, staying with us over these past two or three weeks. I've not been able to you know, put a podcast out. Take that on me. Um, no much love and respect for everybody. Stay safe. Uh, take care of yourself. Mask up. Oh, looking forward to seeing y'all next week. Double mask up, America. Love y'all. Catch y'all next week, man. TPMB. Yes, sir. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.